And if you're into conspiracy theories, this uh, may be right up your, uh, your laneway, because uh, just outside of St. Petersburg, Russia, there sits a, a graveyard for abandoned radio towers in these abandoned buildings that stretch right back to the Cold War. And the headquarters are of a radio station. No one is, uh, you know, takes claim to run. And the call letters are MDZHB. You tune it in and what you'll get is this monotone that is interrupted intermittently by the sound of these ghostly ships that sound a foghorn. And then every once in a while, it's interrupted by a voice that says random words in Russia. Some say, you know, it's a way to connect with subs or alien life. Others say it is a, a way to scan for things like nuclear fallout and serves as a warning. And we were looking at the story and thinking, well, who can we get to talk about that? That's kind of, you know, that, that's so out there. And then we think, well, duh, Alan Cross, who else? Radio host of 102.1 The Edge and, of course, the master of the podcast, The Ongoing History of New Music. Good to have you, Alan. Oh, I love this subject. I really do. I knew you would. I, and, you know, we booked, I thought, of course, because I've never heard about it. This is affectionately known as the buzzer, and no one knows what they're really listening to, but this has got legions of followers, and, of course, you've actually looked into this. Yeah, there are a number of these stations, which we call numbers stations. They have been around for a long time. In fact, you can go all the way back to World War One, when radio was still very, very new, and during World War One, it was considered to be far too powerful to be allowed into civilian hands. So governments uh, took over radio between 1914 and 1920-ish, and they would use this new technology, radio, to broadcast codes, messages, to people in, well, wherever they happened to be. And when the Cold War started in the 1940s, uh, these stations, mostly on shortwave, began to pop up. And what you would hear, I mean, I remember Michael had a shortwave radio, and I was messing around with it one night, and I heard my first number station. Mm-hmm. And it was just uh, like a series of tones, or all of a sudden a voice would come on and read a series of numbers or a series of random words. And I became fascinated with that. And it turns out that these were actual covert broadcasters that were sending out codes, messages to agents in the field. It could be, you know, the CIA, could be the uh, MI6, uh, could be the Mossad, could be any one of these, you know, could be the KGB sending out these messages. And these stations were completely unintelligible to the average person because uh, there was one, for example, called the Lincolnshire Poacher which started with a, a little bit of a, a tune from an old English folk song, and then a bunch of numbers or something would come on, and you'd be listening to this and going, what the heck is going on here? But the only people would know would be the agents in the field. And it was almost completely uncrackable because you were using a code that no one knew. Now, you could probably triangulate and figure out where these stations were coming from. Uh, the Lincolnville Poacher, we think, came from Cyprus. Uh, the station you were talking about, we think, comes from someplace between St. Petersburg and Moscow. Uh, and But we don't know what their actual purposes were or are. Now, some of these stations have gone away, but some of them, like the one you were talking about, still hangs around. And there's something, there's one theory that it's, it's a what's called a, a dead hand switch. And this thing will continue to broadcast until, or in the event of, a nuclear attack on mm-hmm. Russia. Right. And 
If that happens, then the station stops broadcasting. That will then automatically (laughs) (laughs) set off a a massive retaliatory nuclear strike against presumably the United States and Europe. So we we don't know. Um, There is a a, – I was one of these people that went out, and and I'm so fascinated with it, that I bought a very expensive multi-CD set called the Conet Project, C-O-N-E-T Project. And what they did was they just recorded these number stations. Over and over and over again, uh, and there are you know, there's dozens, maybe 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 hundreds of them, and we don't know we don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. And, and there's some kind of eerie things, like you know, it was is you know, you go talking about the Soviet era and and the computer system which scans the airwaves for I guess the signs of nuclear fallout, and a lot of experts believe they still might be in use. And, and Russian President Vladimir Putin kind of pointed out earlier this year, you know, nobody would survive a nuclear war between Russia and the United States. And the the conspiracy theorists kind of started talking about the buzzer, this particular station again, and thinking, are they trying to warn us or send out a signal that something's going to happen? We don't know, and that's why, that's why this is so cool from my point of view. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's cool a, until it's not. Until, until it's not. Now, it's, it's, it's a genuine, real-life conspiracy theory. I mean, uh, that something is going on is indisputable. Messages are being transmitted to spies, spooks, uh, you know, agents that are you know, somewhere in the world. Uh, some of these could be, depending on the frequency, be broadcast to ships and submarines. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to reach a submarine when it's submerged because of the nature of radio wave propagation through ocean seawater. Uh, it's, it's, um, but they're there for a reason. And for whatever, they've been around for decades. Somebody's right. listening. Somebody's getting information. But we don't know what. It could yeah, be something what? we are really innocuous, or it could be, you know, world shaking. Right. I mean, what's the frequency, Kenneth? I mean, uh, but but so how does someone like? Where do you dial in? Because there's the the other call letters are four six two five khz is that the same thing like how would someone you know just kind of tune this in do you need a particular type of radio you, you need a shortwave radio that's where okay. most of these uh stations live because shortwave radio uh does travel a very 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 long way and if something is at uh, 4600 kilohertz uh it's it's fairly low in the um in, in the shortwave band but you can go you know up to 30,000 kilohertz and it all depends you know, where these signals are coming from, um, there's a section of the shortwave band called the tropical band, which is uh, below, I guess, about 3,000 kilohertz, which seems to be uh, stations from, you know, around the equator. Uh, but then if you start going up 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000, you'll find them. Um, and if you go online, there's any, there's a number of, of resources. Just just punch in Google in, into Google number stations, and they right. will give you a, a long list of frequencies that you can tune in. And you may hear something, you may not, but you do need an FM station. Or again, there are internet, uh, there are websites now that that track this stuff, so you can just go online and say, okay, I want to hear, you know, the Lincolnshire Poacher, for example, and uh, and, and there you go. What's being said? Don't know, but damn, it's cool. It is, and there you go. You might want to scan it more because things are so tense in the world right now. But uh, I appreciate you joining us and uh, filling us in. It's, it is fascinating. It's a fascinating world. Thanks, Alan. It's actual James Bond stuff. There you go. Alan Cross joining us tonight. You want to know what a ghost station is? 
he knows because he listens. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll pick up some chatter. There's also one called the Pip, the squeaky wheel. But uh, if that's your thing, might introduce you to a world that you did not know.